Living with a rare or chronic disease can be a constant battle. On July 10th, we support and acknowledge those, along with their families, who carry that burden. As a Chronic Disease Alliance partner, Accessia Health is proud to collaborate with influential health advocacy leaders who participate in Chronic Disease Day to advance access to care for all. There is still a lot of work to be done for the rare and chronic disease community, and that's where patient assistance programs like Accessia Health come in. Recent data shows us that nearly half of Americans struggle to afford necessary health care. As healthcare professionals, we are all part of the patient assistance puzzle. We must take a community-based approach to create a better system, regardless of a patient's zip code or diagnosis. On this day, it's important to spread awareness in order to improve outcomes for those living with rare and chronic conditions. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Codes. I'm Dr. Jamie Wilkie, and I'm here to help you break the mold of your healthcare career. We both know that you're wealthy with knowledge, and on this show, we'll explore how to get wealthy in a few new ways, too, like confidence, better earning power, new and flexible ways of working, and taking control of your career trajectory. As an optimist and a PharmD, I can't wait to share the opportunities and techniques that have changed my life. So if you're ready to join me on this journey of discovery and transformation, head to WealthyWhiteCoat.com. Thank you for coming on my journey. My goal is to teach you everything I wish I knew a few years ago when I was stuck and frustrated in my career and in my career's potential. I was wealthy in knowledge, but I didn't feel like it. And I'll show you why. Here's my backstory. So my name is Jamie. I am a doctor of pharmacy and I went to pharmacy school way back in the day and graduated in 2010. And the reason I even got into pharmacy and started on this journey was my dad was the CFO of the local hospital. And one day he came home from work when I was probably a senior in high school and he said, Jamie, I really think you should be a pharmacist because I sign the pharmacist paycheck every month and I think it would be a really good career for you. So I looked at my options and I said, okay, pharmacy degree is a doctorate degree, which I definitely want as a female. I want to prove girls can do hard things. I also want to help people. So I want a degree in healthcare, but I don't want to touch people. So pharmacy gives me a good distance from touching patients. Mostly, I really want a safe job with no corporate ladder. I want to have the same job for 40 years while I can be a mom to my kids that will give me flexibility with working. And so that's exactly what I did. I got exactly what I wished for. I graduated from the University of Wyoming back in 2010 and had 10 years as a retail pharmacist for my career. I worked for the same company for 10 years and was living my dream. I was a 24-year-old fresh new grad earning six figures and I felt on top of the world. However, after a couple of years, I started to feel like the dream that I wanted wasn't going to serve me as well into the future as I had hoped. A couple years in, after I started having kids, I started to feel a little more stuck in my career than I thought. I wanted some things that a traditional pharmacy career couldn't give me. I wanted to separate my income from my hours worked. I wanted flexibility and control over where, when, and how I worked. And I wanted to use my PharmD as an impact for good. 
because working in a traditional setting, I was clocking in and out to Kronos every day. And unless I was on the clock, I was not earning money. I had to be physically present for the pharmacy to be open. So I felt really frustrated. I could never run to school to pick up kids or, you know, cut out early if work was slow. It was legally required for me to be on site for the pharmacy to be open, which over time really was a limiting factor for me. And I most importantly just wanted to use my PharmD as an impact for good. I felt like I was just medicating patients instead of really helping them, especially working at a busy 24-hour pharmacy where we're doing more than a thousand prescriptions a day. I It just felt like a cog in the wheel, just going through the motions, churning out medication, answering insurance calls, helping drive through. But I wasn't helping my patients. I was just medicating them. And so I was facing a really big struggle that lasted years because I had no idea where to start and I had no idea what I could do with my career from here. Because at this point, I had been out of school for five to 10 years and I had no professional network. The only pharmacists I knew were the ones I worked with. I wasn't part of state organizations or national organizations. I literally knew no one (laughs) except the classmates I graduated with and the dozen or so people I worked with. I also didn't have a really fancy pharmacy pedigree because I just got to work right after pharmacy school. I didn't have a residency. I didn't have a fellowship. I'm not even board certified. I didn't have any of those letters or experiences after my name. So I felt like I got nothing. (laughs) Yes, I have this doctorate degree, but I can't compete in the real world with all of these pharmacists who are doing such cool things. And I had no success in applying for other jobs. For years, I thought that another job would be my solution, that another job would make all my problems go away, give me the comfort and security that I wanted. So I applied to other jobs like crazy for years. And of course, I never heard back from any of them. I had the most blasé resume, just like any other pharmacist with things like great customer service, hard worker, willing to go the extra mile that anyone was saying. So I really felt like I'm not standing out as a professional. I don't have unique skills. I am stuck in a silo that I can't get out of. And so I wanted to do new things in my career that I said above. I wanted to have flexibility in working in different places, not be tied to working at that physical location. And I wanted to earn money in a way that I could control. I wanted to earn money while I slept. I wanted to increase how much I was earning an hour because over 10 years, I think I got a a single dollar raise over all those 10 years combined. And I wanted to increase my earning power and not just be a victim of whatever my employer thought I was worth. So I wanted to do all of these things. And I thought I really would have to leave pharmacy to achieve those things. I thought like, I want all these cool things. I cannot do this within pharmacy and within my degree. So I probably should go be a realtor or go learn this crypto thing people are talking about or do something different because all of these are not possible within pharmacy because I had no way of learning how to do something more. Pharmacy school did not prepare me for the dreary world of being siloed in one bucket of pharmacy. So anyway, for years, I was kind of struggling with this trying to apply to new jobs and feeling like the writing's on the wall, like, I can't do this forever. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can't keep it. I can barely keep this up for a decade, let alone 40 plus working years. And then lightning struck my family. 
And I hope you're okay if I get a little personal here, but it was a personal event that changed the trajectory of my career. So one of my close family members was suffering from depression and is something that she had felt for a while and was managing pretty well herself. But after a couple of major life events and having kids, my kids age, which at this point is 10 and under. So we have, I have four boys ages 10 and under. It's a wild life. She had a lot on her plate. And so she went to her prescriber and asked if he thought that medication was appropriate, because at this point she'd been managing it as well as she could herself. And the prescriber agreed and said, yep, here's, here's a medication that a lot of my patients like. Give it a try. It'll take six to eight weeks for it to work, but stick to it every single day for it to fully work. And we'll check back in a couple months and see how you're doing. This is a very typical scenario for this diagnosis and interaction with the prescriber. So no, no red flags were going off. So she got the prescription filled right away. She started taking it every day. And after a couple of weeks, just felt worse and worse and worse. But, you know, wanting to be a good patient and doing everything she's supposed to, she kept taking that medication every single day. When after about a couple of weeks, her side effects were getting so bad that she actually had thoughts of ending her own life. And luckily she saw the signs, her family thus saw the signs. She got the care she needed right away and she became an inpatient of a psych ward at the local hospital and definitely got the care that she needed. And it really turned her family's life upside down and my life upside down, seeing her, this girl that I love so much in a situation like this where now her young family is going through such an emotionally hard time to have their mom away and in, and to make sure she's getting the care she needed. And anyway, over the course of that inpatient stay, as well as a subsequent inpatient stay that was needed and over 20 visits with different providers and therapists, finally, one of the providers said, you know, we should do a genetic test to see if this is if this would help, because we're, we've been trying so many different medications. Let's do a genetic test to see what medication might be right for you. So they did one genetic test and it shone a light on the problem that the doctor should have never prescribed that first medication to begin with. It set off a cascade of unwanted reactions and turned her life upside down and put her young family in, oh gosh, probably six figures of medical debt. And all of this could have been prevented if they had just done the genetic testing, which I later learned was pharmacogenomic testing from the beginning and had precision prescribing instead of just guessing with a patient's mental health. And so I was just so frustrated seeing this happen to someone that I really, really, really love and seeing what an adverse drug reaction looks like. Of course, I learned about it in pharmacy school. I know that it's the fourth or fifth leading cause of death in the United States today, but to see it and see the profound impact of someone almost losing their life because of a medication blew my mind as a human and someone who loves this girl dearly, but also as a pharmacist that this might be embarrassing. Maybe I shouldn't admit it, but I didn't know about pharmacogenomics um, at this point. Maybe I had a lecture about it in pharmacy school. I really didn't know about it at all. And so this really started my wheels turning of saying like, wait, 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 wait. If I'm a pharmacist, if I'm in the top 1% of most educated Americans with a doctorate degree, and then also in the top 
whatever, 1% of healthcare understanding medication with my PharmD degree, and I don't understand about pharmacogenomics and precision prescribing, then who does? This is crazy to me. And so I just started going down the rabbit hole of really understanding what this is, what precision medicine is, what the role of a pharmacist is outside of just dispensing medication, and felt like this is amazing. Like, I got to explore this more. I never, granted, I never had interest in like continuing education. And I'm not one of those pharmacists that reads like Pharmacy Times and all of the journals just for fun. I am definitely not that girl. I'm like the girl who does my CEs at the last week because I don't really like it and I got to get it in at the last second. So this, this is, I'm not like a scholarly girl, but I was just so fascinated with the idea that we don't have to have trial and error medicine anymore, that prescribers can intelligently do their best to narrow down the possibilities and give the patient the best chance of starting on the right medication the first time instead of this wild trial and error that can drag on for years with patients feeling miserable, costing a ton of money and having terrible outcomes. So anyway, during all of this, a light bulb kind of went off and this was back during 2020 during COVID and when everyone's working from home, except for me, who still has to show up to that dang pharmacy because pharmacies needed to stay open. And so I got on LinkedIn and I created a LinkedIn account for the first time. And I saw pharmacists working in new ways. And it felt like coming out of a dark cave into the sunlight. It felt like this is what I've been looking for. I haven't been able to articulate what this is, but pharmacists working in new and innovative ways, not only in traditional roles of retail, hospital. Maybe if you do a couple of residencies, you can get a really cool clinical role or being an MSL in industry. Those are your four options. It felt like, wow, entrepreneurship is an option for pharmacists. And you don't have to own a pharmacy to be an entrepreneur. Like I did not even know these basic things. Anyway, so a lot of changes and a lot of just learning and investigating and soaking everything up like a sponge, because I always knew that business owners were the really wealthy people in the world. And if you want to be wealthy, you own a business. No one who is clocking in and out to a job will ever be truly wealthy because you have a cap on your earning power and you can only earn as many hours as you work in a week. So I always knew that, but never thought it was possible for me, especially as a pharmacist within this world of pharmacy. And so I just had this hunger to do more, to, to help patients in new ways, to earn money in new ways, and to just take advantage of this digital world that suddenly the world was particularly thrust into during COVID and to connect with people online and just, I don't know, get modern. Pharmacy is so antiquated. We're still working the same way we were 30 years ago. And I do live in Utah. I live on what's called Silicon Slopes. So there's so much tech out here and like new ways and new ways of thinking, new ideas. And so it's just in the air here that we work new ways and do really cool things. And I've always wanted to do something really cool, but felt like, well, I picked the wrong degree. I'm kind of stuck. And so anyway, I was just hungry to, to learn more and walk in new ways. And so I just started opening my mouth online and in real life. I shared what I was learning, what I was hungry to learn on LinkedIn, connecting with these amazing pharmacists and doctors and all the other white coats who were on LinkedIn doing cool things. I loved following their journey, connecting with them, meeting with them. I also started meeting them in real life here in Utah. I 
just opened my mouth and got as many appointments with prescribers in my area as I could and talked about working with independent pharmacists and using precision medicine and what their experience was because I was just hungry to learn more and figure out a way to make this work for me. And ultimately, all of those really cool conversations with friends and family online and with prescribers here in Utah worked. And I kind of surprised myself into seeing patients here in Utah. I started seeing patients as an independent pharmacist in the comprehensive medication management model, which includes pharmacogenomic testing, as well as a host of 20 other ways that a pharmacist can help someone optimize their medication. And felt really passionate about this part of pharmacy and that really this is the future of pharmacy. We know that pharmacy roles are getting automated and outsourced to online pharmacies and that tech roles are increasing. So there's less need for pharmacists in person and those roles that are there aren't particularly ideal. So I've known that pharmacy was changing, but haven't seen a way that I could get ahead of the curve and work in new ways and not just be left behind. Um, and so experiencing precision medicine and seeing it and seeing how it helps the patients out here in Utah who've been struggling, especially with mental health medications for years, was just a light bulb moment for me. And now I feel like I got to share on the rooftops how precision medicine really is the future of pharmacy and just working in new and innovative ways and creating solutions for your community is one of the greatest things you could do, fulfilling for them, for your career, and just your trajectory of what you can do. Because I turned from being a consumer to being a creator. Pharmacy school did not teach me how to be a creator. And I've always had a desire to create something and do something somewhat artistic, but I'm not, not a painter or dancer or do anything like this. And so to find a way where I could combine my knowledge and pharmacy degree with helping people in a unique way just shone a light on a new way of working that now I could never go back to the old way. Um, but I faced a lot of conflict on the way. It was not like this easy journey through roses and sunshine. I cannot emphasize enough how hard this was. It was so hard and so difficult because I just felt like I was walking in the dark. There was no frameworks of pharmacists working in personalized medicine without this clunky insurance reimbursement model that sucked my soul away. So I was just really lonely and frustrated and I felt like precision medicine is the future of pharmacy, but there was no resources for regular pharmacists to implement this into their real life. Like, yes, there are great programs that are happening at academic centers and in forward-thinking health systems around the country, but I see this from the lens of being a regular pharmacist and hungry to help people now and seeing that unless a person in America is at that health system or academic center, they're probably not getting the precision medicine they need. And so I just felt passionate about shouting on the rooftops and telling other pharmacists of the opportunity from a grassroots movement to be that change you want to see in your community today and have the courage to do this and to work in new ways. So the end result of building in public and failing a lot, but failing forward and being determined to make this work one way or another was a lot of frustration, <laughs> a lot of anguish and crying and wanting to give up. But I persevered because the pain of creating something new was less 
than the pain of staying in a situation I didn't want to be in for another 40 years. So ultimately, I created my own consulting practice. I also formalized that framework and taught it to other pharmacists who wanted to build their consulting practice. I got paid to advise labs and create educational materials for them. I got hired by the University of Florida to be an adjunct professor and help them update and create their own pharmacogenomics education in their existing program. I've also been hired by state organizations to teach pharmacists about entrepreneurship and precision medicine. And suddenly I have all of these different streams of revenue that I never could have had before. And it just feels so exciting and so freeing to work in a way that's fun, fulfilling for me, that is complementary to my life with my family with four wild boys, and that gets to have an impact in the world in an area that I'm passionate about. So now my life looks very different than it did a few years ago when I was stuck in a W-2 position that was fine, but was the, the golden handcuffs of comfort. So now I work from home and I'm free. My schedule is my own. I work exactly when I want to and when I don't. And when I go on vacation, I schedule myself unavailable and I don't have to ask anyone's permission to do anything. I'm earning way more than I earned in my glass ceiling as a W-2 job. And I get to create a movement and have, and have a voice that brings patients better care today and can teach pharmacists the opportunities that are out there that I wish someone told me a few years ago. So I'm excited as we go through this podcast to explore all the different ways white coats can be wealthy and feel wealthy in their life, not only with the knowledge they have, but how they can use that knowledge to bless the lives of patients and with their community and working in new and innovative ways. Because Pharmacy school, medical school, all of these traditional programs taught us how to be a very good employee and how to stick to the rules of being an employee. But we live in a different world now. Now we live in a world of digital health and technology where if you have a computer and an internet connection, you can be a force for good in the world. And I feel that it's our duty as white coats to be the health professionals that the community and the world need. Because as you know, there are more than enough Joe Schmoes out there giving out strange advice that people are following because white coats are not stepping up and creating content and teaching and working in new and innovative ways. We know healthcare is broken. We know patients aren't getting the health they need. Adverse drug reactions are the fourth or fifth leading cause of death in America. There's so many chronic conditions. There's such a great way to help people and to get doing new things and creating in a way we never have before. So I'm excited to explore so many different facets of wealth with you. Wealth in monetary terms and how to earn more money, how to have a wealth of confidence, how to have a wealth of a schedule, a wealth of relationships, and just a wealth of confidence and opportunities that are for you in your future. Because I cannot emphasize enough how much I'm just a regular pharmacist. There's nothing that set me apart on my resume from anyone else. But by doing new things, working in new ways and building in public, my trajectory has completely changed. And I want to teach this to you too. So in future episodes, we'll talk more in detail about precision medicine, talk about pharmacy and oh my gosh, we just have so much to talk about. I don't even know where this will go, but I'm excited to have you along for the journey. 